0: Hey guys, what's going on? Sean here with another sports talk on my podcast. So I just wanted to get straight into it. It snowed over the weekend. It was like a, in the GTA, the greater Toronto area. It was a big snowstorm last night. Uh, well, it wasn't that big. I mean, you know, it, sometimes you get to thinking like, what, what is the purpose of the winter and Christmas time? Like, I mean, if you don't live in an area where you get snow, I mean, definitely. uh, I mean, it. it, How uh, sometimes I wonder, like, is it easy to get in the Christmas spirit, the mood? I mean, um, we get a lot of snow out here, and you know, if it's one thing, I I do say it makes everything a little bit more dramatic, and you know, like everybody changes everything, gives a little, adds a little drama, adds a little, you know, storyline to the day. You know, people are leaving work early. Sometimes people aren't going in, so. I mean it definitely for uh it changes the dyna- dynamic. So, you know, snow is sometimes fun and it definitely gets you in the spirit. So, you know, uh it's nice to see that we had we had our kind of first sort of big splash out here in the greater Toronto area and uh it's 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 a fun thing we're dealing with the uh, end of it now, the tail end of it. But yeah, so let's jump right into it. Week 13 in the NFL. So, the NFL is full of drama and full of You know, fun and surprises. Every week, things change um, dramatically. Almost, you know, like things are never the same. After a week, you can judge a team totally different than what you thought it was. So, week thirteen in the NFL, and I want to play a little game that I'm going to start on my show. It's basically called the uh, the word game. So, let's start off with some of the games here. Um, I'm basically going to start with uh, Cleveland Pittsburgh. So let's talk about Cleveland Pittsburgh. And the word I got is playoff implications. So basically, the Steelers defense is playing well. Uh, you know, as most of you know, they got Minka Fitzpatrick. Everybody was kind of bewildered by that move early on in the season. And uh, you know, they've been dismantled by injuries on the offensive front. Like Ben Roth, Ben, Ben first went down, then the other guy that went down behind him. Now they're on their third string quarterback. So uh Juju's been in and out, you know, a bunch of in- injuries for them. So they're you know their defense is kind of keeping them alive, and 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 uh, and uh, basically a a little bit of uh, of like their their conference. They're they're basically in the wild card spot right now after last night. I mean, they're they're seven and five. They're in the wild card behind the Bills. Um, so it's not a bad situation for them. I mean, if you if you would have told me at the start of this year, Ben's going to go down and Juju's going to be in and out. You know, and they're still going to be in the playoffs. I would I would have been surprised. So I mean, there's nothing new here. Uh, they they set the Browns a game uh, a game back. So uh, you know, going forward, basically Cleveland's got the Cardinals, the Jets, Bills, and Ravens. So the 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 Browns are in the hunt right now. Cleveland's in the hunt right now, and you know, a lot of people had a lot of expectations for Cleveland. I know yesterday uh, in the game. I think it was at the end of the first half. Uh, Baker Mayfield, he he almost injured his hand, almost was out. But I mean, they're too talented to to miss the playoffs. They they really should be in the playoffs at this point, and and they still got a chance. Um, they they're they're basically you know they're getting some learning experience. Uh, as I said, um, sorry, I think I'm a little bit mistaken here about the schedule moving forward. So the schedule moving forward for. Um uh Cleveland is basically let's say here uh for the Browns, we got the Bengals, Cardinals, Ravens, and the Bengals again. So the Browns are not out of it. The Browns are definitely in it. And uh I mean you got the Bengals twice. I mean those those look to be those should probably be some wins. You got the Cardinals, they're three and eight. Kyler Murphy. I mean, still, you should be able to beat them and the Ravens. And but and you're hoping at that, you're hoping at that time the Ravens basically lock things up and are just playing just to you know finish the season basically, right? And just kind of uh, wait for the playoffs. So you know they may be resting and all that. And the Steelers. The Steelers got the Cardinals, Bills, Jets, and Ravens. So Cardinals should be a win for them. The Bills is a tough one. The Jets, I mean, that should be a win. And the Ravens. So Ravens right at the tail end of that. So. I mean, you know, it's kind of really up there between you know what's going to happen. So that 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 kind of conference, that wild card spot is still a little bit open. So I mean, that's a good thing. Let's talk about Green Bay and the Giants. So my word here is as expected. Green Bay has a classic bounce back game, a big game. They uh, they, they they almost blow out the Giants, not really, but they they pretty they pretty much do. Green Bay smooth sailing right now to the playoffs. You know, nothing to worry about there. Um, it, I guess the one thing I can say about Green Bay and watching them, definitely they, I, I feel they're probably something they, it's just, the, like, I mean, to beat them, all you really need to do is get pressure on the quarterback. Aaron Rodgers, at this point in his career, is not too mobile. And we saw it with Sam Fran, you just put some pressure on the quarterback, you get to him, I mean, you're basically going to shut down that, shut down their offense and you know i don't think their defense is playing well enough to hold them through a game especially especially against a high-powered offense on the other side which most team there's making the playoffs right now they are going to be i mean in their division you got the niners they're, they're pretty good offensively the saints are definitely stacked um the cowboys with zeke and you know, amari cooper the seahawks and the vikings i mean i mean they all have pretty good high octane uh, offenses so i mean it's definitely something to worry about with the packers but i mean giants are as expected they're they're as advertised they're they're almost kind of rebuilded now i mean nothing 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 really no really commentary about the giants we got philly in miami so my word here is super bowl hangover what was my theory about super bowl teams is it luck or is it skill well, it looks like with Philly a little bit of luck I mean have they ever bounced back from going to the Super Bowl I don't think so and you know what they're playing like crap all this hype around Carson Wentz we all fell for it we all thought Philly's the chosen one they're, they're, they're gonna be that good and they definitely have not lived up to it um, they, that, that was an easily winnable game and a real important for them one for them I mean they're going back and forth with the Cowboys for the head of their division. Like, that's a, that's a winnable game and that's one you have to win. If you want to make a, you know, uh, uh, like, a ch- want to have a chance at making the playoffs and possibly making a run, you got to win those games. So, I mean, the fact that they didn't win that game, it's not good. But the Cowboys, the Cowboys also lost too. So, that division is totally up for grabs. Right? The Cowboys had a bad game too. So, so, but, I mean, Philly, Philly, you really should play better than that. Carson Wentz, like, I don't know what's up with you. I mean, uh, I get it. Miami, Miami's got nothing to lose right now. So, they're a dangerous team to play. You know, they got Ryan Fitzpatrick. And Fitzpatrick, man, he's a chucker. He is a chucker. So, you know, he's something to watch. Like, he can, he, he can chuck and all game he'll keep chucking. So, he kind of reminds me a little bit of, like, Jameis Winston. They just want to keep chucking all game. And against teams like that, you got to be a little bit careful because... You know, they're not scared to, you know, pass all game, come at you. They got nothing to lose. And really, um Miami's better than Cincy right now. So I mean, you know, that's something that, that's something to say. So so I mean, that's my that's my take on that game. Tampa Bay and Jacksonville. Irrelevant. Jameis Winston, he's a turnover machine. I mean, really, like, what is going on in Tampa Bay? Like, he'll keep chucking all game so he'll keep you relevant very similar to Ryan Fitzpatrick they're just gonna keep chucking all game so they're never really out of it fantasy points is, you know the fantasy receivers on that team are always you know a good grab but I mean it's just it's an irrelevant game irrelevant it's irrelevant to everybody Jacksonville like what are you up to you lost uh, you lost Ramsey and it's like your defense just fell apart they went to Foles Foles getting beat up I think they brought back Minshew and Minshew gave him a little life but not really they got blown out basically I mean just just not a good game and not something to even put any attention on Tennessee and Indianapolis divisional matchup, so Tennessee made the switch to Tannehill. since they made the switch to Tannehill, they've been playing well, and Henry's on a little bit of a tear. I think the last three games he's he's on a tear and i i was i was I was trying in our fantasy league to get Henry. I really wanted Derek Henry um Tennessee's one of those teams that's always kind of up in there so you know they're not in the playoffs as of today's standings but they're definitely in the hunt so i mean um who do they got left they got they got oakland which is a winnable game houston i mean that's a little bit of a tough one new orleans a little bit of a tough one houston so i mean tennessee's got a little bit of a, a, a rough a rough road ahead of them so really who's it more likely Indianapolis I really don't know who's more likely to make the playoffs between sorry let me finish my thought between Tennessee and Indianapolis well Indianapolis I don't know how to feel about them like you know Andrew Luck of course we all know about what happened at the start of the season and now it's like where where do you go like they're having all these close games they're having trouble with their kicker um are they in the playoffs no but they're only one game out of the titans and if they won this game they're in the hunt above the titans so it's kind of crazy like i mean uh uh this matchup this matchup was actually a pretty important one and uh and uh you know it's one that a lot of people had a lot of people predicted that tennessee would come out and you know and since kind of they made the switch at quarterback i mean they were playing a lot better um and you know I, I'd have more faith even though with the tough schedule I'd have more faith in 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 uh in Tennessee making the playoffs over um Indianapolis the Jets and Cincy first win the Jets are terrible <laughs> and uh, Cincy just basically. Jets and Cincy, they're both terrible. This year, they haven't been playing well. Um, like, I mean, just leave these two teams for the end of the season. There's really no point in watching any of any of these two teams' games for the end of the season. Uh, Cincy finally got their first win. I mean, good for them, happy for them. And, you know, it just goes to think, like, I can't... It wasn't too far, far you know, far long ago where... Where since he was actually relevant. And, you know, it's been some time since since he's been relevant. Like, definitely got to get, got to shake it up with Cincy. he's got to fix that. Jets, you know, Jets need some time. Jets need some time. Like, Le'Veon Bell, you know, sat out all last year, kind of getting back. Super good attitude with the Jets, no doubt. Uh, a lot of positive things happening for the Jets. Unfortunately, this wasn't their season. That's how the NFL works. You get off to a bad start. Sometimes you can almost count your season off. But that doesn't mean. You know, your core isn't still good. And, you know, you, they still got some pieces over there. So, you know, not much to worry about for the future with the Jets. But since he definitely, you need a shake up. They need a shake up. Need to fix things up and see where it's going. Uh Washington and Carolina. Upset alert. Washington. Wow. Uh Haskins is playing well. I mean, uh, definitely a good change there. Um, and the upset... Carolina I mean who, who saw that one coming who saw that one coming Kyle Allen playing good all year and you know McCaffrey putting up an MVP season now he's kind of tailing off and I feel bad uh McCaffrey was probably if we if, if we talked about five six weeks ago was probably the shoe when he won the MVP and it's just tailing off a little bit I feel bad because he's getting a little bit overshadowed um but you know I think the real story in for Carolina this year is really about Cam Newton, like. Isn't he just like an afterthought? Everybody almost forgot about him. Who is Cam Newton anymore? I think Carolina's future is bright. Kyle Allen, McCaffrey, they got some pieces there. So, I mean, they can definitely move forward without him. And I think this year, went to go show them. I think more so out of this season, in week 13, at this juncture in the season, it looks like Carolina, you have a future. And, uh, and, and, it, and it may be bright. So... You know, I mean, that's the biggest takeaway for this game. Uh, Washington, I think, I think, did they win last week? Did Washington win last week? I mean, yeah, they did win last week, actually. And Haskins with the whole fiasco with him taking a selfie at the end of the game. They won last week. I mean, give Washington some credit here. They're hanging in there. And, you know, uh, I mean, got more wins than Cincy. So it is what it is. San Fran and Baltimore. M.V.P. Who's playing better in the league right now than Lamar Jackson? This guy is insane. Like, he's like a video game. You watch him, some of the juke moves, some of the stuff he does is is really insane. Like, the guy's so talented. And, you know, one thing I find with Lamar Jackson, in the last night's game, Sam Fran and Baltimore. So you really got a big game between two big teams in the NFL. Okay? I mean, implications all over the place. Basically they they're both basically number 1 in the conference right now. Okay? And Baltimore comes out and and lays it down. And you know, if 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 there's any doubters for Baltimore, any doubters whatsoever, uh definitely last night sealed it. Baltimore may be the number one team in the NFL right now as it stands right now. Uh, I think that the Patriots, anytime you got the Patriots, that's the one team I would fear if I was the Ravens. and and to tell you the truth, uh, what The difference between last night's game was basically one turnover, one fluke turnover from Lamar Jackson, the backup, uh, uh, one of the backup uh, guys in the secondary. I think he just kind of pulled him down and, and stripped him and landed him. And they were, they were, they were going to score a touchdown on that drive. I mean, I think that was really the determining factor in that game, that one turnover. And Baltimore still came out and won. This was a really big key point of last night's game. Six minutes and 30 seconds left in the game. Baltimore, I, I think Sam Fran punted. So I think they were starting from somewhere like the the 20 to 10-yard line, something like that, their own 20, 10 to 20-yard line. And 6 minutes and 30 seconds. In a football game, in an NFL football game, that is so much time. Okay, we all know that. You can go through almost three possessions in that time, right? They marched down the field slowly. They ran it right down Sam Fran's throat and sent, they wound they wound down the clock from 6:30 all the way to the end of the game and kicked a field goal to end the game wow what a performance i mean that now i can tell you about san fran's d san fran's d should have been able to to at least stop them at some point to get them to kick to get the ball back earlier i mean that's what worries me about the san fran d i can say uh in the first half of that game uh Baltimore a little bit dominated and then during the second half I, I think that when they when they figured out that you know on a lot of those option plays Lamar's choosing to run Lamar is going to run so you know you kind of hold back the guy for that cuz you know that that's his preference so I think they I think it, they were playing a lot better in the second half of that game so San Fran kind of figured it out if I were a team facing the Ravens I would basically say I would advise I would basically advise the same uh, stay home on a lot of those plays cuz Lamar's Lamar prefers to take it and when they shut that that down it was there's you could see Baltimore's offense a little bit struggling but again uh, towards the end of that game Baltimore just took over wound down the whole clock and and won that game i mean that was good see if that was the patriots on the other side of that <coughs> excuse me i believe the patriots would stop them and the patriots would force them to either kick early into a little bit of a longer field goal or 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 you know get a turnover or 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 get the at least get the ball back you know with a chance to go and march down that field and win that game and if not even tie it. So, I mean that was a really good game last night. Um, and I, I also exposed something something a little bit about San Francisco, the Niners. So the Niners are ten and two; they're number one uh, in the NFC, and the, the Ravens are number one in the AFC. So. I mean, uh, you literally almost had the best of the best. Um, The Niners, they have trouble with mobile quarterbacks. So if you look at it, um, the two teams, like last night, I watched almost the whole game, uh, the Raven game, and you really never heard about Bosa. And Bosa's like a big part of that defense. So, like, I mean, um, the Niners show that when they face mobile quarterbacks, so they've lost two games this season only. And one was to the Ravens. With uh, Lamar Jackson, and the other was Seattle. So the, I mean, both mobile quarterbacks that can run the ball, pass the ball, they can do both. So I mean, that's basically their kryptonite. You know where they stand. If they can't get pressure on that quarterback, uh, you know, if you're if you're playing the Niners, that's your that's your golden key. Protect the quarterback, and you know, and the mo- quarterback's got to be able to run. That's why when San Fran played Green Bay, they swallowed Green Bay, and and they dominated Green Bay all game. Why Green Bay couldn't protect the quarterback and Aaron Rodgers not mobile. No matter how great Aaron Rodgers is, they could not protect him, and that was the key to that game. So, uh, so definitely, (coughs) um, uh, the Niners, the Niners, definitely a good game, and definitely like the NFL is super entertaining this year again. But here we go, Uh, San Fran. Their schedule moving forward is New Orleans, Atlanta, LA. And Seattle. So they could definitely, you know, that New Orleans game is kind of, who knows what's going to happen. Atlanta and L.A., they got it. So definitely 2-2 two and two for the rest of the season. But Seattle in that last and final game is going to be a big one. <coughs> definitely going to be a big one because Seattle's trails them in the division. And tonight, on Monday Night Football against the Vikings, they have a chance to kind of, you know, tie them for the division lead and possibly take number one in the NFC almost. So, I mean, uh, definitely exciting in that, in that division moving forward. And I believe this year, okay, uh, that division with the Niners and Seattle is probably the best division in football this year. So, I mean, um, definitely a tight division. So, it, it, it's going uh, to be something to watch this year to see who, who ends in first in that division. The next one we got here is Arizona and L.A. And my word for that one is lots of questions. The Rams are probably not going to make the playoffs this year. Most probably. And that's completely different than last year. I mean, the Rams are in the hunt, okay? Like, um, don't get me wrong. But again, like I just mentioned in my previous, uh, uh, with the Niners, they're in the most competitive division in football right now. Uh, You got the Rams, the Niners. The Seahawks and the Cardinals. Um, and it's lots of questions for them. Lots of questions for uh, for LA. Was it McVeigh last year? What's going on with what's going on with Gurley? What's his, what's his future like? What's Goff's future like? Is Goff good? Is Goff really that good? We're gonna kind of see what how they end the year. Uh, and kind of see where they go. And I guess there's I guess they're they're too talented to, to not be playing this and to not be playing well. I mean, they're way too talented. The Chargers in Denver, decisions. This game, to me, was all about decisions. The Chargers, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? They're a talented team. After last year, after the run they made, I'm sure a lot of people were picking them. I know last year, I thought they were going to win it all. Um, I think the major story of this whole season for the Chargers is going to be when you look back, is it time to move forward from Philip Rivers? And I love Philip Rivers. Uh, you know, don't get me wrong, but he's incredibly immobile. Um, and, you know, he's just not the new trend of quarterback. I think he's in that phase where, you know, Rodgers, Rivers, Brady, Breeze, a lot of these old guys. Just If we're going to talk about who's going to last the test of time, obviously, I, my opinion is Brady. But I think Philip. Philip is is even Roethlisberger is up in there. I think Philip's gonna be the first to kind of you know get out of there because he's not moving with the trend and like definitely like he's making bad decisions out there, uh, costing his costing his team the game. Like you know definitely, uh, I mean I think this storyline for for the Chargers this year is gonna be definitely that. Like what do we do with what do we do with Philip and uh, and I think that's the story there. Uh, Oakland and KC. They're back. The Chiefs are back. Uh, Mahomes is in tip-top shape, looking super good. And, you know, last year I felt like Mahomes was a little bit, you know, he was like, it was it was too much all season. Like, you know, when it's too much all season, you, you kind of burn out at the end of the year. Uh, I don't really think he burned out last year, but I think that this year they're in a good position. I mean, they're in the playoffs. I mean, as long as, as long as the Chiefs make the playoffs, they're dangerous. They are dangerous. And they might not have the best D, but they can pressure the quarterback. So, I mean, that's, that's the important part about it. If you can pressure the quarterback, any team, you cause problems for, for, for other teams. Um, but Mahomes, is, how powerful is that offense? They smashed Oakland. They put him right back in place. Right when you started to think, is Oakland really good? You, you, you get smacked by a team like Kansas City and put back right, right back in your place. Mahomes is so damn good. Um that offense is stacked. I mean, they got they got tons of options there. Mahomes is one of those players where you can deplete the offense every year and he'll do it with scrubs. It does not matter. But the fact that he has Tyreek Hill, uh, Kelsey's always playing well, Sammy Watkins. He's got a whole bunch of options and you know with a guy like Mahomes, you know, it's almost impossible to stop them. Um so they they they're, they're, they're going to be a threat and that's definitely that's definitely true and they're going to be a dangerous team in the playoffs. So if you're in the playoffs that's one team you definitely don't want to face and you know um uh, definitely kind of somebody to be scared of, scared of. New England Houston bounce back. We got Houston bouncing back it's not really an important game for new england too much except for they could really tie up that top seed in the, in the afc over baltimore but i mean it, it's okay like i mean you, you can't come hard every week. And i know a lot of people were saying a lot of players on new england were sick this week with the flu or something like that and uh it's an important win for the texans though uh they needed to bounce back they got smack they got sh- they got smacked by the ravens recently And Deshaun needed a bounce back, a little confidence boost. Um, And he needed to, and he got it by beating the Patriots. Any time you beat the Patriots, a really good confidence boost, no matter what the situation is. New Orleans and Atlanta, redemption. The Saints are heading back to the playoffs with redemption on their mind. I mean, this year, last year, what happened to them with that bang-bang play at the end of the season against LA that decided their season, basically. Uh, you know the the league went back, made the adjustments. I mean, you could see almost every single game this year. Like you, you'll find a coach that that like I feel bad because the the league is like I I feel like every team is still trying to figure out what the rules is with this uh defensive pass interference rule like what are they going to if you challenge it what are they going to allow what are they not going to allow and it's kind of vague right now so i mean the new orleans saints really paved the landscape for this year with that with that rule change they're the really the reason why that change came into effect and it's been interesting interesting this year because almost every team at some point has challenged uh tried to tried to see. And, you know, I think if you look at the ratio on it, it's incredibly low to win one of those challenges. But from what I've seen so far, I think it'll be like something like an end zone thing, like only that's going to decide whether it's a score or not, something like that. But I think the league is just still trying to figure it out on what's happening there. And the Saints are out for redemption this year. And you could tell by the way they're playing that they're not really depending on Camara that much. Like Kamara's numbers are phenomenal. But, I felt like last year, they used him a little bit too much, like a workhorse. And it kind of worked against them by the end of the season. He was a little bit tired, a little bit leggy. This year, they, they jumped in Latavius Murray. Breeze had some rest with that injury. I mean, you know, Tayson Hill. Like, I mean, who how who can speak enough about this? This guy can do it all. I think he blocked a, blocked a punt. Or I think he blocked a punt this, this week. He scored a touchdown. Like, he, this guy does it all. This guy's insane. So... I mean, um, it's going to be interesting. Interesting to see what happens to the Saints this year. I would not be surprised if the Saints win the Super Bowl. I mean, they got the Niners, Saints, Packers, Cowboys, Seahawks, Vikings. That it, today, if if we went to the playoffs, that's the way it stands: Niners, Saints, Packs, Packers, Cowboys, Seahawks, and the Vikings. So. I mean, they still got some people, you know, that are dangerous in that in that conference. But definitely, the Saints have redemption on their mind. And uh, they Atlanta, Atlanta. So they've never recovered from that Super Bowl, Atlanta. Fuck man, they're just they're just trash. They're they are trash. And redemption for this week, they were they. I mean, I think a couple of weeks ago, they got they got beat by Atlanta. I mean, everybody's shock. That probably killed a lot of people's suicide pools. So they got redemption with that, and they're looking for redemption with the Super Bowl. So let's see what happens there. So finally, I mean, that was my whole swoop through the league. Uh, One game I did not mention was the Cowboys game. What is going on in Dallas, man? Uh, Jason Garrett, like, I don't know what's happening. But you know what? Jerry Jones is a phenomenal, phenomenal owner. Like, He's a guy that if I were in the NFL I would die to play for. Like he's just like such a like charismatic, you know, loyal sort of like why is he with Garrett still? Like I mean, I understand probably at this juncture in the season like it it wouldn't be ideal to fire him at this point. But I mean like th- they're always competitive. He always wants to win now. What more could you want as a player playing for an organization? So Doc Zeke, all these guys, you guys are lucky playing for Jerry Jones, honestly. I mean, you uh, you guys really need to step your game up and, and, and bring something to the table. It's definitely, Jerry Jones deserves it, man. And the rest of the Cowboy fans do, definitely. So, uh, I mean, that's kind of one thing. And the Cowboys and the the Eagles are kind of jostling for that like last spot in their division. It's just, I don't know, like, Cowboys, Eagles, unimpressive. Unimpressive, uh, definitely. So we move on now to the Monday nighter, which is tonight. Uh, The Seahawks and the Vikings. What a Monday nighter. There's been so many Monday and Thursday nighters kind of like this year that I've noticed. Maybe Thursday nighters more so. That have been like snooze fast. Like complete blowouts. Like, you know, from a consumer perspective, we want to see competitive games. Like for us, it's fun, right? Like. We want to see something, you know, bet on something maybe, possibly, and kind of just have a little fun with it. Nothing serious, just a little bit, you know, uh, maybe friendly bet with the boys or whatever it is. But, you know, you want you want something to watch on a Monday, Thursday night. So it's nice to see, like, the Seahawks and the Vikings going to be a good game. And there's my word for this game is big game. It's a big game for both teams. Uh, the Vikings are locked in the wildcard spot. Uh, and and the rest of the schedule, they got the Lions, Chargers, Packers, and the Bears. So two and two, three and one, maybe um, three and one for the rest of the season is looking like more like it. Uh, and they'll probably they'll probably end up in that wild card spot. Um, Russell Wilson may be the MVP behind Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson would be number one and Russell Wilson as it stands today. But Russell Wilson very quietly just chugging along. I mean. Uh, it's really a toss-up for me, like whether you know Russell Wilson, Lamar's having that one season where you know, like Mahomes had last year, where they just lighten it up. You know, um, I think Russell Wilson at this point in his career is more of a pocket passer, but he'll he'll run if he's got to. So uh, definitely, uh, like they got the team playing well, and and they're 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 one of the few teams that's kind of always relevant. And they went to the Super Bowl back to back, did their thing, uh, depleted the team a little bit. Marshawn left, a bunch of players left. I think Wagner left. So I mean, they they kind of built it back up now. And Russell Wilson will always keep you relevant, right? Um, so I mean, they're not they're they're nine and two, and the Niners are ten and two, and the Saints are ten and two. So I mean, win this game for the Seahawks puts them in a, puts them at atop their division, okay, and puts them in a tie at the top with the Saints. So I mean, it's a huge game uh, for for the Seahawks, and I definitely I'm going for the Seahawks. I, I I I mean, it's no secret. I the Seahawks are my pick to win the Super Bowl, um, and they are a threat to win that Super Bowl. I mean, they've shown they can stop the Niners. They, they 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 they've had a really good season. Um, so I mean, and also I think they play in the best division in football. Um, so I mean. <laughs> who who do they got remaining the rams panthers cardinals and the niners at the end of the season so rams pat panthers cardinals all winnable games uh they they should go three and one to end the season and that that last game is going to be pretty important uh i think if one of them doesn't you know pull out towards the end of the race where they kind of pull ahead i mean there's major implications with that game um the MVP race. So it started kind of like the three MVPs so far this year, kind of been like Lamar, Wilson, and McCaffrey. McCaffrey's kind of faded off a little bit towards the end of the season. Uh, a little bit. I mean, it's still, numbers are phenomenal, but uh, I think now it's basically between Lamar and Russell Wilson. I really do think Lamar's the frontrunner right now, but Russell Wilson's not too far off. And we're going to see what happens towards the end of the season. And kind of let's see what's going to happen, I mean, it's a good race, and, you know, definitely uh, lots of fun, so that's my take on football, let's move forward, guys, to some basketball, so, uh, man, the fucking Toronto Raptors, I mean, honestly, guys, who would have expected this, like, the Raptors are playing phenomenal, they just smacked up, uh, who was it? Orlando, I think. No, Friday night was uh, was a little bit of a tough one, actually. Um, anyways, we're 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 second. We're second in the conference. Um, definitely, like you know, shocking a whole bunch of people. Who would have thought that uh, the Toronto Raptors, with Kawhi would will be second in our conference? Milwaukee's in number one right now. They're seventeen and three. Giannis is looking tight. Uh, when you look at the the league leaders, he's in like two or, two out of five or three out of five in in the categories. You know, like I mean, almost a shoe in uh, to win the MVP. Maybe, possibly, I guess, um, depending on who you talk to. But uh, Milwaukee. So we let's start with the Eastern Conference. We got Milwaukee, Toronto, Miami, Boston, Philly. Philly's really a team I'm surprised with. Like, Philly just cannot. I don't know. They just can't get it done. Like, Embiid is one of those guys. Like, you love to hate him. Like, I, especially if you're a Raptor fan, we all. I think we all hate Embiid. And he's one of those guys that I think you would love if he's on your team, but hate when he plays against you. Just that little cockiness and that little you know just annoyance about Embiid but like i mean that team is definitely still a piece away it's it's really surprising to see the 76ers really underachieve maybe that's why jimmy butler uh left i mean maybe that's maybe that's why um um miami heat i mean surprising they, they are surprising they are a surprising team this season i mean um they're the third in the conference I mean, fourteen and five, Uh good team. I mean, like to be honest, I don't even know that many people, uh on the uh, the Miami Heat aside from Jimmy Butler. I guess they have Goran Dragic, Udonis Hazard, I'm surprised he's even still playing. Uh James Johnson. I mean, it's just surprising. Kelly Olynyk, uh, Dion Waiters, Justin Winslow, I, I, Justice Justice Winslow. Um. It's just surprising to see them up in contention. I guess, you know, we were, we were kind of poking a little fun at Jimmy Butler last week. But uh, it's a little bit surprising to see where they are. Uh, kind of impressed with that. Nothing out of the ordinary. Washington Wizards are playing like trash. 6-12. Uh, and 12. Uh, I was kind of surprised with that a little bit. Um, Washington just can't get it together. I mean, they need to shake it up. I mean, this is what I love about the NBA. Like, every team has a couple jewels. And, you know, I would say Washington's jewel right now is probably Bradley Beal. And, you know, if I were a, if I were a GM in the NBA, there's plenty of places where you can pluck jewels. Like, you know, like look at Minnesota right now. I mean, Wiggins, Cat, you know, look at Utah, look at Denver, look at, look at, you know, look at uh, Washington, there's jewels everywhere. So all you really got to do is find that jewel on a team that's not playing well and pluck him. What's the issue? I mean, I feel like I'd be so good at this. Like, I remember uh, way back when I think it was Paul Gasol, and I think he started his career with I want to say Minnesota. Um, I want to say Minnesota, but I remember he was just like low hanging fruit, just 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 chilling there you know, small market, you know, uh, you know, just chilling there. And and the next thing you see is that he goes to the Lakers and bang. Yeah, he started with the Memphis. He started with Memphis. And the next thing you see, he went to the Lakers and bang, championships, baby, championships, straight plaques, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, in the NBA, like, it's really common to just have jewels just sitting on teams, you know, go and pluck them out. Like, you're a GM, like, get creative. Like, go and pluck them out. Bradley Beal is a guy that, I mean, somebody go get him. A good GM in the NBA, man. Go get him. He's a good piece to have on your team. Let's talk about the Western Conference. The Lakers. Lakers seventeen and 3 They lead the Western Conference. Denver Nuggets. Wow. Surprise story always. Not really surprised. Last year, they, they, they showed what they can do. Again, tons of jewels on that team. Tons of jewels on that team. Uh, Clippers in third right now. Mavericks in fourth. Um, we also got... Uh, Then we got Houston, Utah, and Minnesota. Um, The Western Conference, I guess, is stacked, but it's not as stacked as, uh, you know, previous years, you know, when Golden State, with with that era, like, it is stacked. OKC is not, like, I mean, now, I, I tend to say, basically, I mean, they are still better than the East, but... At one point, it was just like, wow. Like, look at the Western Conference. Western Conference is looking amazing. Eastern Conference still looks good now. You know, the Western Conference is, is good, but I wouldn't say they're completely, completely dominant over the Eastern Conference anymore. Um, Again, nothing, no, no real surprise stories on the back end of the Western Conference. I mean, that's kind of uh, where they are. And, uh, and uh, that's kind of where they are. So let's get around to some of the league leaders. Okay, so we're like, A quarter of the season in the NBA, um, you know, uh, let's talk about some of the league leaders. So uh, James Harden, James Harden, as of a quarter of the season, um, like a quarter of the season has passed, and James Harden is basically uh, the league leader in points. So he's averaging 38.9 points a game. Like, I mean, that's, that's a pretty good average, definitely. Looks like he probably might win the the scoring title this year. Um, the, the The Houston Rockets are the number one scoring team in the NBA, so I mean, there's really no surprises there for you know the number one scoring player to come from the number one scoring team. Uh, and that pretty much falls in line. Giannis is second. I mean, that's not surprising too much with 30.9 games. A big there is a big difference though. Eight points is that's a big difference between the the. The league number one and two, Luca's following right behind uh, uh, Giannis and Telecompo. We got Trey Young. I mean, Luca and Trey Young are a little bit of a surprise. I would say Luca had a phenomenal last year. So I mean, um, he's kind of of fallen through on that. And Trey Young, Trey Young, I was surprised to see there with twenty eight point four games on Atlanta. I mean, like definitely low hanging fruit again, Trey Young in Atlanta. Uh, Bradley Beal is number 5 with 28 points. So Bradley Beal's up there, you know, definitely a piece where, you know, I'd love to see the Raptors go after somebody like Bradley Beal. Um, you know, definitely uh playing well this season and kind of I uh, I I think after he got paid, he kind of fell off just just a, just a little bit there. But a really good two-way player, uh Bradley Beal. Let's get down to the rebounds per game. So uh Andre Drummond, 17 rebounds a game. So you Know that, that that's, that's, those are pretty good numbers. Um, we got Clint Capella on Houston, I mean, high volume shooting team, so no surprise there. Rudy Gobert, Utah Jazz, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo up there again, so you know, in the points top five, number two, and uh, rebounds, we got Giannis on uh, number four in the NBA, and Demontis, uh, Demontas Sabonis, so I mean. Uh, really something, not, not not too many surprises there, I guess. Uh, everything looks pretty, uh, you know, average there. We got, on average, I mean, a, assists per game. LeBron James with 10.9. So LeBron James is really definitely now not ranking in the top five in scoring, more so a facilitator. Uh, so he can create a shot anytime. I think some of these numbers are skewed because, you know, uh... With Kawhi playing probably... I don't even know how many games he played this year. But you know the whole load management thing. So, um, LeBron James is up there. Um, 10.9 assists per game. Luka Doncic. So that, I mean, that's his second category where where he's up there. So, I think he was third in scoring. Now, number th- two in assists per game. So, definitely sharing the ball there. Ben Simmons. Trey Young again. Trey Young. Wow, Trey Young. Huh? So, Trey... Trey Young, fourth in scoring and fourth in assists per game. So definitely forming into a legitimate star in this NBA. Uh, and Malcolm Brogdon up there uh, with the Pacers. Um, Washington right now seems to be the front runner in assists per game as a team. So it definitely looks like they're sharing the ball. But, I mean, they're not really relevant. So, I mean, who really cares about them? Uh, boards per game, Jonathan Isaac, Anthony Davis, number two, Brooke Lopez, Hassan Whiteside, Porzingis. Um, Los Angeles Lakers are, 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 uh, are, uh, BPG, BPG. Okay. I think, uh, I mean, boards per game is the stat. Let's, let's get down to, um, let's get down to the three point percentage. And I had to do this for all my Raps fans out here. Uh, three point percentage team wise, the Raptors are number one at 40.2%. So, the Raptors have the best three-point percentage in the NBA. Van Vliet, Siakam, Norman Powell. What a game. What a game the other day. Norman, fuck. You know, Norman Norman is an interesting player. Like, he's one of those players that every team needs a Norman Powell. Like, every now and then, he'll just, I mean, last year, he'll just have a game. Like, he has a game where it's like, where it's like, you know, nobody else is really playing. And Norman just comes out with 30. Bang. You know, last year I think Norm the way Masai built the um, built the Raptors like it's really interesting, and I don't know if it's basketball on the whole or just Masai. Like you have certain players that you need for series, you know, for matchups, and and without those players, so like you know Norman Powell might have been irrelevant in some playoff series in um, this year. But we would not have beat Milwaukee without Norman Powell last year. So he was quintessentially, quintessentially important in that Milwaukee series. Without Norman Powell, we don't win. We don't win that series. So, I mean, Norman Powell is one of those guys that, like, you know, every player needs a Norman Powell, you know. Uh, and and that's kind of how the NBA is built. You have, you have guys for certain matchups. And I guess he just matched up well or maybe he just had a good game, but... Thirty points the other night. We just beat Utah last night, and we we didn't we didn't beat Utah. We slaughtered Utah, and Utah is, is 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 a good squad, man. Utah is a good squad. Like you know, that's nothing to kind of like you know like just kind of rub off. Like Utah's a good squad, and we beat them. So uh, you know, like I mean, definitely the Raptors are something to kind of. Uh, Fear the season. I guess every Raptor fan, I I, I don't know if it's just me or every Raptor fan, but I feel like we're always a little bit scared of that one series. That that one that one playoff birth and like that that like are we missing star power to get past the first round? Like I mean I don't I mean I don't I don't know or, or, or think so. And I hope I hope not. I hope not. As it stands now, if we went to the playoffs, We'd have, we'd have uh, the Brooklyn in the first round. I mean, that's the only thing with the Raptors. Like, it, It's just scary a little bit. It's just scary a little bit. I still do think my personal preference is that we add on. Last time I was joking about bringing Demar back. It's actually a thing. <laughs> it's actually a thing. Uh, just heard about it after. You heard it here first. Gotta give the people what they want. Uh, but basically, you know, we still need another player like Bradley Beal. Let's get Bradley Beal. I mean, I'm sure Masai is a genius. Like, you know, definitely, um, I'm sure Masai is all over it, right? He doesn't want to disrupt the core or anything. But we have such a good mix right now. We have such a good mix right now. Like, it's really impressive to see what Masai has done. Like, Boucher is playing well. OG's playing well. What about Rondé Hollis Jefferson? What's going on with this guy? Nine points, six rebounds, and two assists per game. Let's say ten points, ten point six rebounds, and and uh, two two boards a game. The guy the guy is playing well. Where 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 does Masai get these guys from? Like, Toronto has a habit of this. Like, we take these players and they just carve out a name in Toronto. And like you know, sometimes they leave and they become nothing. Keon Clark, you know, TJ Ford, all these guys like they come to Toronto. Mike Mike James, like a bunch of guys, they come to Toronto. Just make their name, and then they kind of and this 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 Jefferson guy—he's young, like he's young. He's uh, how old is he? He's only been in the league four years. Somehow we got this guy, and and like he's playing well. And who would have thought? Who would have thought? Masai, I guess. <laughs> Messiah seems to know everything, and and um, we're playing well. So I mean, definitely, it's 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 a good year to be a fan. It's a good year. How many people thought that after Kawhi left, we were gonna you know just play like crap? We're second in the conference. Come on. You got to give us some credit here, you know. Um, And here's another just off-topic thought. The Raptors don't have many Friday-Saturday games at home this year. Looking at the schedule, like, I mean, it's uh, maybe that time of the year or whatever it is. December 2nd, we don't have another, I think, Saturday game until December 14th. Come on, man. Give us a little bit more home games, like. It's it's like it's like a pilgrimage to go to a raptor game. Like it's just so fun. Like i don't know what it is to be a, a fan in Toronto. It's like, you know, the stadium's right in the core, like right attached to Union Station. It's just so much like action and so like lively to go to these games and like all the restaurants by there and everything. It's just such a good time to be a raptor fan. And like, it just got me thinking, like, the Maple Leafs, like they had the whole saga with Rob Babcock and all that, and it's like you know it's funny. You gotta watch out, Toronto Maple Leafs. Like the Raptors are 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 really, you know, if if the Leafs don't get their shit together, the Raptors are poised to, to be the number one number one team in Toronto. And I know that might rub a lot of people the wrong way, but that's the truth. Like the Raptors are showing, improving. You know, um, good management, uh, always competitive, always in the playoffs. Uh, you know, won a championship, you know, uh, started from an expansion team, like just, just all the f- things you know to create a fairy tale. Like, are there with the raps and just like the Leafs are just trailing behind so much star power with the Leafs, so much you know, uh, everything is. But it's just like the 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 game, the fan experience, just everything to do raps is 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 poised to make them the number one city in this town. And, uh, you know, uh, that's, quite a, that's, quite a, like, that's quite a unique thought to have about the Raptors and the Leafs. Like, who would have thought the Leafs may, you know, fade into the back a little bit? I don't know. A lot of people are going to listen to this. When are the Leafs ever going to fade, fade away? But honestly, like, really, like, the Raps are, Raps are taking over as the number one team in the city. So that's all I got for today, guys. I hope you enjoy. Again, like, comment, subscribe. Give me feedback. Give me feedback. Uh I'd really appreciate it man. Thanks guys. Take care.